Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole. I am live in Palm Springs, California on this Thursday afternoon. Everyone, please follow us on social media. I'm at Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S, on Twitter and on Instagram. And also, we have a um, Facebook page, and you can go to my website, one-on-one with Jasper Cole. The only reason I'm laughing, guys, is because this is the first show now. Ralph and I, my trusted co-host, we are Zooming because we decided, you know what, we have to see each other. So please welcome my co-host, Ralph Cole Jr. Hey, hey, hey. There you are. Hey, Ralph. Jasper, hey, darling. So listen, Planet Earth, like Jasper just said, you know, we have Zoomed before, and but we don't do it every week. We always are yeah. just on the monitor or on our phones, and we do everything via audio. But today, Jasper wanted us to Zoom together so we could see each other. It's really funny, Jasper, how like we haven't seen each other in person since 2019, but yet I feel like as close to you as ever because we had a Zoom with one of our clients, so I saw you then. We are always in touch on a daily, very regular daily basis, if not every day, but, you know, very consistent. So I haven't lost touch with you. You know, looking at your face now, you look great. Well, so do you and everyone. You know, the the restraining order that I had against you, ironically – it, it it was going to be lifted in 2019, remember? And then January, mm-hmm. and then the pandemic came. So we don't have a restraining order. But uh, although Ralph and I have both been, uh, I was going to say emasculated, we both have been <laughs> inoculated. <laughs> we have been vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson. So we could get together and make out. No, we could get together and frolic and have fun dip it and do it well yeah i mean yeah i just made uh yeah i'm keeping everything up today because you know how i can get when we discuss that the, with that, your binary self yes uh-huh. so i thought i'm just going to let all that go yes i i will just agree with everything you just said uh the one thing if we can believe <laughs> in facts and if we and, and if we are believing in the science that has been presented to us, you and I are now completely inoculated in terms of we were uh, shot two weeks ago, and then allegedly it takes two weeks for it to totally be infiltrated in your system. So as of yesterday, we accomplished that milestone. So I'm happy about that. So I'll see you in the hospital. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll like, call you from the ventilator. I'm kidding. That's not funny. I Actually, it is. I, w- I wasn't going to bring this up, but I will then anyway. So I ha- 
because the guidelines change every day. One thing I'm glad about is that LA County is in the orange tier. So I was like, there orange. you go. Work it out. Yeah. Work that favorite color. But my question is when people travel now, do they still have to quarantine when they get to their destination? You know, I don't know. This whole vaccination thing has changed. I, I book my ticket to go home May 1st to go to Georgia. So um, between now and then, I'm going to kind of find out what, because they're talking about having the, that vaccination passport. Did you, did you get your scan on your phone, your results? I've got the little thing now where my, my vaccination record is on my phone so I can show it. What results? No, I'm sorry, your vaccination record showing that you have, got the COVID. I, well, I got the card and I photographed it. Well, there's an app now that you download and you can scan your your document and it stays on your iPhone. And you may oh, have well, to start showing it like at the airports or different places. I heard through SAG, um, I heard recently that most shows now are going to require vaccinations. And a lot of the shows are providing the vaccinations for people who don't have them. If you get hired um, and you're not vaccinated, they will do, they bought Johnson and Johnson vaccinations for the one day shot. So I see, I guess the thing that I understand everything you're saying, the thing that confuses me, it, I mean, just educate me because I'm not educated on this yet. We, you and I have both been vaccinated. Yes. Yes. But that doesn't mean that I want to sit or hug or eat dinner with anybody across from them because we can still get COVID. If getting the vaccination meant we could not get COVID at all, then I would think differently. But that's the thing that's confusing me, how people are like, oh, I'm fully vaccinated. I I booked my trip to so-and-so. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're going to be sitting on Delta Airlines with the crowd. Yeah, but, but remember something. You have about a 90% chance of not catching COVID because you've been vaccinated. And even if you catch COVID, there's, a, there's almost a 100% chance you won't go to the hospital or die from it. That's what the vaccinations allow for you. It, it completely keeps you from dying or getting really, really sick from COVID. It might be like a bad cold, if anything. Yeah, yeah, but then that's kind of like, then the thinking, I see what but you're it's saying. No, I don't it's wanna... no different than the flu shot. You get the flu shot, but you can still get the flu. It just won't be as bad. It's the shingle shot. We get the shingle vaccination, but it's not 100% that we won't get shingles. Chances are, if you get shingles, it will make your case a lot less uh hard it won't be as bad yeah so you mentioned the percentage 90 percent but isn't j and j only 72 percent well that's that's when you that's when you just let's see there's 72 percent about preventing you from getting it 95 to 100 percent that you will not get sick or die from it you can get it you can get it and be asymptomatic the key though that's the important part you could have the vaccination, be asymptomatic, and you could pass it on to someone who doesn't have the vaccination. So that's why they suggest people protecting themselves, even if, I mean, if you and I both have had the vaccination, we're pretty safe together. 
in the room full of other people who've been vaccinated. It's the people who haven't been vaccinated who have to really protect themselves. Okay. Now, more than ever. Yeah. So, right, yeah. but no, it's, you know, it's like we were saying, it's never going to be a hundred percent, but I look at it like the flu. Now I look like it, just like I get the flu shot and I wasn't even wearing masks before. At least now we wear masks and we got on planes before, before, and we got, you know, people still got the flu. So I guess, I guess the difference between just the regular flu and this COVID flu is that this COVID flu can end up having some long-term debilitating effects. Apparently not with the vaccination so far. I mean, they don't know yet because it hasn't been long enough, but I don't even know yet of any cases that anyone's gotten COVID after being vaccinated. I think that's going to be the next real study. I've heard that. There have been some people that have been vaccinated and then got it. And then they didn't get ultra sick or? I don't even remember. There's so many stories out there, Jasper. Yeah. Well, I think what I've heard is no one has gotten, no one has died or gone into the hospital who got the vaccination. And that's really, that's really what they're trying to prevent. So I see. So, so the rationale is you get hired for a TV show. You, you go to the crossing guard at the gate. They tell you where to park. You walk into the building. They say, have you been vaccinated? You show them your vaccination card. So you go on in. Meanwhile, you well, have you'll, co- still, you'll still have to get a rapid test. Oh, okay. Still gonna, oh, okay. And you probably, and you would, you'll have all this worked out long before you ever get to the set. So Copy that. In, in other words, you would have to have a two week period before you, after getting vaccinated, before you could come to work. I think that's going to be the new, the new thing now. So, well, you and I have already been vaccinated. So from this point forward, all we have to do is have the rapid test, right? Right, right. As exactly. long as they're still giving the rapid test, because my fear was like, you know, I don't want to be around people that are COVID positive. And even though I've been vaccinated, it's like, oh, well, I may not get it because I'm vaccinated. But what if I do? I don't want it at all. Whether no. it means whether I'm not hospitalized or not sick, I just don't want it in my system. So based on what you're saying, I understand. I just, my big goal now is to get Rose vaccinated. I was going to say, once you get her vaccinated, you don't have to worry in your house. And, you know, chances, and even if you brought, even if you both, you were asymptomatic, chances are it wouldn't matter because she's not going to, it's not going to kill her or make her right. extremely sick. Or, or go to the hospital. Exactly. So that's really what my goal has to be for me. Yes, I'm completely vaccinated now, but I'm still all masked up when I go yeah, out. Yeah, sure. Know, me I'm, too. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, still, I'm not going to go into Ralph's supermarket with no, well, you can't, but you well, know you what can, I'm saying. Right. But, I, I'm not, but in other, other states you can though. Right. Yeah. Well, luckily I'm happy that I don't have to travel anywhere, Jasper, you know, I and know. that you've always been on my side for that. You know, I can't go somewhere to shoot anything. It has to be in LA. I want Rose to be <clears throat> vaccinated because her caregiver has not been vaccinated yet. And she's still waiting her turn to get the vaccination. So once Rose is vaccinated and her caregiver is, then I'm going to feel as best as I can, that I can now go out into the world again. Because at this point right now, people have written me and said, oh, I'm going to be in L.A. in May. Let's go out to dinner. 
I'm still not comfortable with that yet. I don't want to take my mask off with, I'm, you know, unless you just had a rapid test, unless we both just had a rapid test, I'm still not comfortable with that yet. And I don't need to be comfortable with it. I only need to be comfortable when you get me a job and say, Ralph, go to the set, do the shit and call it a day. And, you know, because I've already having having worked already without the vaccination and I was fine. Now I feel like triply protected. Right. But I am going I I am going to an outside restaurant for the first time. This will be my first time this weekend. I'm not I don't feel comfortable inside yet, um, but I'm going to go outside. We're going to have a table because Greg, our friend Greg, has been completely vaccinated. Dennis has been vaccinated. So the three of us are vaccinated. So I feel comfortable without my mask at the table with them. But outside of that, I'm not going to be up on somebody at the next table. Right, right. You know? No, I agree I feel, with you. I feel, I feel much safer outside. It's, it's, I still, I don't know, just, I just don't feel comfortable inside without a mask. No, I agree with you. Well, thank you for listening to me. Oh, good. So I wasn't too much of a doggy downer. Um, no, I think good. people. I think this is the conversation everybody's having right now because, you know, it's like as we come up on a year, which quite frankly, it seems like five years to me. But um, we're we're just each now we're on this next phase of like they said um, they in the press the other day it said L.A. Uh, could be could reach herd immunity by June. If enough people keep getting the vaccines at the rate they're getting them, that would help a lot. Right. Herd immunity in L.A. County. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meaning that the majority of people around us have been vaccinated. So is that what is that what herd immunity accomplishes that most likely we're we can all be at Dodger Stadium as long as we've all been vaccinated because the virus can't get into anybody. Yeah, I think that, I think they start seeing the virus die, you know, go down, down, down. And so as long as the numbers, I think to get herd immunity, it has to, so the new infection rate has to go to a certain level. Um, I, I can't watch that Barbara Friera lady anymore. Oh, I, God. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to dress like her for Halloween, but. that is hilarious that bitch has been a doggy downer from day one she never looks happy she looks like she has it she is totally just frail just doggy downer she she looks like she has it as in covid yes is that what she (laughs) yes and she has the covid look she has the COVID. You've got that look i don't want to know better listen at least gavin with his stupid ass He's hot looking, in my opinion. He's attractive to look at. So when he does stupid things, it's like, oh, you're a stupid bitch, but you're hot. Barbara, it's like, you just give out bad news and you look like bad news. You don't ever look happy. Do you ever smile? Just like Eric Garcetti, the mayor. He's useless. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> The only good politician is John Duran over in West Hollywood. So, Oh, my goodness. Ooh, child. What we are going to – no, but listen, um, and so I've already asked this, but you can't answer it. Yeah, so when you travel somewhere, do you just get off the plane and go to Denny's and call it a – you know? Well, well, right now the only – I mean only um, Hawaii in this country was – only Hawaii was uh, you know, making you quarantine – now, other countries like Canada, 
they have to, you know, you have to quarantine. But did you see, Ralph, that it's way up in um, Canada and it's way up. Italy, Italy's almost on lockdown. And I was asking Dennis the other day, are these countries not getting the vaccinations like we are? Are they, are they like Mexico, I heard, was having a really hard time. And they, Dennis said that the, the vaccinations they're getting are a whole different uh, lot from China. I, I don't know. I haven't heard of any other ones. Who the no, who the fuck knows what went in our arm two weeks ago? It could have been sugar water. We don't even know if there was anything in it. I mean, your arm never even hurt. At least we did have a few symptoms. <clears throat> but you know, Ralph, the truth is I forgot to tell you. Three days later, I suddenly got the arm pain. Oh, three, so day, three days after the shot, I had the typical sore arm for a day. I don't understand how you could get injected with the needle there. At, and at the time, at the site, at the time they shot you, you didn't feel it. I immediately was sore. Yeah, and that's usually how it happens. But I, I did not, you know, and I'm not rarely injected with anything, if you know what I mean. So, I, unless real estate is involved. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Unless I know. there's a, de- a deed on the nightstand, de- yeah, or the or the or the headboard, or listen, no, when you open that condom wrapper, the deed comes out of that condom wrapper, girl. Oh, <laughs> assuming there are condoms involved. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, we didn't get that vaccine, did we? They never okay, got one for that. Okay, Ooh, I hope yeah. I never get that again. Okay. okay. Oh shit. So. How is this um, looking at each other, <laughs> helping our overlapping? <laughs> Actually, it's really good, though. There's not I the know. delay. Yeah, you know, because I overlap your ass when we're in person. Because if you're talking and I get tired of what you happen to be saying, I'll just start talking. Right. But see, like just now, I saw your big lips stop moving. And so I could, <laughs> so I knew that the bitch was done and I could jump in. Oh yeah. my God. Wow. See, now, now you have to be careful because I, I'm, I can see what all you're doing. Yeah. So before I know. you had all kinds of aura fixes filled and you oh, had stuff out. Oh, fuck you, oh, bitch. What do you there see you now, go. motherfucker? Okay. Uh, Don't even fuck with me. Okay. Oh, it's like Bewitch. It's like, I'm in Dora. Ha ha. <laughs> Boo! Listen, if I <laughs> if I hit record, will uh-huh. it start recording? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna it do will. it and see what happens. Please, okay. oh, please ask the host to give you permission to record. Oh, hey, host. Yeah, don't even try. Listen, record us for a few seconds and see like how it comes well, out. Well, what I thought I would do is wait till um, Swin oh, comes Swin on. Comes on. We. Yeah, everyone, we have Emmy-winning producer and actor Swin Timmel plays Logan on the Bay. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes to talk about his journey. He's another hyphenate who comes to us via the Bay with Christos and Gregory and that whole gang, and I can't wait to hear it. You know what's impressive, Ralph, is like he's 29 like uh, Stos is. You know, they're all these young Young guys, I'm going to press record, Ralph. So, um, so I, of course, if I could, <laughs> if I could see, Can if you I could see, see the, the button, button. Why uh, don't you put on your eyeglasses? Hold on, everybody, just calm hey, down. Hey, okay, just yeah. Oh, Dawn, here we go. Okay. 
Yeah, oh, okay. We're recording. It's recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, so listen, we're going to be welcoming in just a second, like I said, Emmy winning producer actor Swin Timmel um, from the Bay. He just finished a new movie he can tell us all about in uh, Puerto Rico. Say Puerto Rico, Ralph. Roll those R's for us. Puerto Rico. There you go. Thank you. Puerto Rico, my heart's devotion. <laughs> well, everyone, we always love it when we have a fellow thespian, a fellow actor with us. And at this time, without further ado, please welcome our special guest, Swin Timmel. Yay! Hey, hey buddy. How, how are you? I'm good. And it's Puerto Rico. Puerto oh, Rico. Thank you, Swen. Puerto Rico. Well, Swen, welcome. This is time there. Thank you. This is Jasper and Ralph. And I was just saying that um, Ralph and I are Zooming with each other today so we could see. We, we're going to make this a trial effort. It would be great from now on. We could actually see the guest as well. But um, we try our best not to step on step on you when you're when you're talking. But Welcome to the show. We're we're a big fan of your work, and you know we feel like we're we're a part of the Bay family, sort of uh, <laughs> peripherally, because we're you know we've had Gregory and Christos and Jackie Zeman, and we could just go on and on with all the amazing people from the Bay. So first of all, congratulations on this this past season. You guys really kicked ass on on the Bay. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was. I mean. Gregory's a genius when it comes to the show. He knows what he's doing, and, you know, he got rewarded for it, and we got something really special on our hands. Well, and you got rewarded with your Emmy award, uh, award as well, so congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, she's got a, she's got a beautiful space in her house. Oh. <laughs> it definitely lights up everything. Oh, I hey. love it. Hey, Swen, this is Ralph. Welcome to our show. Um, it's exciting to have you on because – we love vibrant performers and people that wear multi hats and it, oh god that's they one of the interviewers said that to you but you know we all are doing different things and it's just nice to see how you how accomplished you are with each facet that you've chosen to do thank you so much i i really appreciate that i mean i feel like nowadays if you want to get something made and get something done you really have to get it you know you really mm. have to put it in your own hands and do it yeah, and I feel like that's what uh, Gregory and Christos did with the show, and they motivated me to do the same thing, and here we are. Well, By joining I, I wanna... the... Oh, go on. Go John. ahead, Ralph. I see you. Go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, Swin, when by joining the the artistic team as producer after the show has been so successful for so many years, did you have any particular, any new challenges or hurdles to overcome by taking on a producer credit? You know, with a show that's been running as long as the Bay has, you know, they know exactly what they're doing and Mm -hmm. they know exactly how the show runs. And Gregory writes a great script. So it wasn't really all that difficult to come on board as a producer and, help out because they know exactly what they're doing. The hard part that. was playing the character of Logan. <laughs> <laughs> well, l- listen, I, we love to talk about, we like to go back and like go back to the v- beginning. First of all, you're so accomplished at, you know, a, a young age. Um, 
you're you're by far you I have a feeling you're an old soul, but um you you grew up you were born in Austria, correct? And then you moved to Los Angeles? Yeah, so I was born in Austria in Graz and then my dad decided, you know, he's he had an ice cream factory and company in Austria that sold ice cream across the counter. And he's like, you know, why why is nobody doing this in Los Angeles? So he came out here, he started a business, and he was uh, becoming successful. And that's how I ended up coming out here. My mom ended up coming out here. So in the end, I'm really thankful for my dad for doing what he did, because otherwise I wouldn't be here. Wow. Well, in, in some ways, you're sort of almost a native, you know, Californian, because you've lived here the most of your life. So Ralph yeah, is also... Yeah, at this point, I really am. Hmm. Yeah, Ralph, Ralph is from L.A. as well. You know, most of us are transplants that we we leave other places <laughs> and come to Los Angeles. But um, so growing up and having the ice cream shop, it was at the beach, right? It was down in yeah, Venice? Yeah, it was in, or so. in Venice Beach and uh, also one on the third street. Palmetto. It was pretty much like living... You know, Willy Wonka, the kid in Willy Wonka, that was my <laughs> childhood, pretty much. You know, I had all wow. the ice cream I could possibly eat and every flavor I wanted, and I'm surprised that uh, I haven't blown up from all the ice cream. I know. I was like, you know, some parents must be listening to our shows when going, God damn, I've done everything to keep my child at a decent weight, and they've just ballooned out. Here you are, and they're, and they're, they're forbidding their children to eat ice cream, Okay. Yet you grew up around it whenever you wanted. You know, it's such a funny dichotomy. Well, it's also a different um, culture. You know, you take the ice cream and you walk the streets and you you walk it off. Whereas here, you buy it at the grocery store and you take it home and you watch TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's an excellent point. Unless you're strolling down Third Street Promenade after leaving Timmel Ice Cream. Exactly. But, you know, the, the, the only time I really condone buying a pint and eating the whole thing is if you're sitting down to watch a movie that I'm in. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Okay. That was, that, okay. That's a great – yeah, I love that. Yeah, come but on, you, know, you guys. Let's gather around for Killing Fields. Okay, yeah, and bring that pint with you too. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh, exactly. But, I mean, that, so, that movie killed it, by the way. So, Swin, did you – uh, growing up and having the ice cream shop, is that when you were you first exposed to actors in L.A. and celebrities? And when did this whole acting bug, when did you get the, the, the fever, as they call it, the, the disease? Yeah, it definitely is a fever and it catches you quickly. My dad had a restaurant as well in uh, Santa Monica, Venice called Chateau Maine, which was with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So I was growing oh. up, a little kid. And, you know, eating at the restaurant. So I saw Arnold. I saw Stallone. I saw Bruce Willis. I saw <laughs> these, like, amazingly huge people that I saw in the movie theater. And I was like, that's incredible. You know, I go mm. to these movies and I watch these people and they make me laugh. They make me cry. They make me feel all these different things. I want to do that. And that was that's... sort of the the turning point for me. I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times it either has that effect or the opposite, right? It either makes you want to be in the business or sometimes it makes you run away from the business. So did you actually start 
as a as a younger child actor, or did you wait till you were? I know you went to the Strasbourg Institute, which congratulations, that's a wonderful place to study. Um, but did you wait yeah, and incredible. do that when you're? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was uh, one of those things that it was a fight within uh, our home because you know my mom was like acting. What's he gonna do with acting? He can't make hmm. a living off acting. So right. my dad was like, oh, he wants to be an actor. That's fantastic. I love that. I want him to be an actor. So <laughs> we, we, started, we started slowly, and I started doing a few little classes here and there throughout town. And then when I graduated from high school, it was sort of the, the turning point. It's like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college, or am I going to go to acting school? And that's sort of where I made the choice of going to the Lee Strasberg Institute in West Hollywood because mm-hmm. that's where my passion was. And to make my mom happy, on the side, I also went to uh, Santa Monica College. So Okay, that's good. I went there All too, right. Swin. To Santa Monica College? Yeah, I went there for a summer. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it was a great place. And I think, you know, if anybody is, you know, listening and not knowing what they want to do, I would say, you know, like I did, I, I took a break from school altogether to do the whole acting thing. And then when I went back to to college, I was actually really excited to do it. Well, had you um, did you start working? Did you start working professionally while you were also studying, or did that happen after Strasbourg? No. So during Strasbourg, I, you know, you I had an agent, and I went out to a lot of student projects and indie projects and things like that. So I did a lot of. Hmm. Swen, you there? Uh oh. Ralph, did you hear it? Can you hear? No, he he. Is this the audio? Oh, there you go. Swen, are you there? Hmm. Swen, I I think he cut out, but he's still connected. Um, Can you hear me? Oh, oh, there you are. You're back. Sorry about that. Disappeared for a second. No, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, after I left Strasbourg, that's when I really started to focus on getting jobs and things like that. Oh, great. Yeah, well, with that kind of training. And then you went to also the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts over in London, right? Well, that was the next thing. And then I, I stopped from there, and I was like, well, I need some more <laughs> training. And I was like, well, what's the best place to go to? And I went to to England to study Shakespeare. And that was, that was incredible. Cause mm. for me, that was, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just incredible to be there. Cause you feel like you're really in it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. it does make sense. Where did you stay in England? How did you know to find, how did you find your lodgings? Well, the cool thing about the uh, RADA program was that when you signed up for it, you could, they actually, because it was during the summer, so the the school that was there, the university, there was no students there, so we actually stayed in the housing that the students usually stay at. I see. Copy that. Mm, but it great. was really nice. I mean, I, I love London, and everybody always talks about how rainy it is, how cold it is. I must have gotten really lucky because it was hot and beautiful the entire time that I was there. Oh, wow. Mm. That's fantastic. Well, you know, it's interesting because, yeah. like you said, you'll always have that 
that foundation, that, that base as an actor that you got from that training. And so it's something that you'll always have. And, you know, people probably would say, well, well, you know, to do TV and film, like, why do you need that training? Right. And you can't explain it because it's just something that gives you a, a real foundation as an actor. Ralph and I both come from the theater world to begin with before TV and film. And it's kind of the same feeling when I talk to actors who've never really done theater, it's hard to kind of talk of, you know, it's just a different world. Um, doing theater and doing exactly what you mean yeah theater is a different beast altogether yeah Yeah, and there's a certain go ahead there's a thank you there's a certain work ethic that just gets instilled in you from the theater that you're not even aware of it could just be totally subconscious so when you are working in tv and on film things you draw from things naturally without even knowing why. They're just there. I, I, I totally – it's like in dance, Jasper, ballet is the foundation for all dance, you know, and movement. It, it, it's such a great foundation for dancers. So <clears throat> I applaud what you're saying because, yeah, theater does ground us. and, and Yeah, I can't see they, you in a, in a tutu, Ralph, but that's a whole other situation. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I'm just saying, you know, but thank you. I digress. No, theater, theater is incredible. I feel like every actor that's starting out, it's, it's the most vital place to be because you don't have a second opportunity. You go out mm-hmm. on stage in front of 20, 30, 100,000. It doesn't really matter how many people, but you have that one opportunity to get it right. Yeah. And I think that's such a, magical thing too because you're feeding off of the audience you're working with the audience but yet you've honed your craft to where you feel comfortable doing what you're doing and it's also one of the it's the only medium where as actors we kind of get to sustain a performance you know from beginning to end it's not stop start start again do another take i mean listen i i love all doing the tv and the film also but there's nothing quite like being able to just like go out there and do it all. And you kind of feel like theater is an actor's medium much more than TV and film, <clears throat> but it all takes uh, skill. Absolutely. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. It just takes a, a different kind of skill and you have to know both and you have to be able to mold to both. But I think both are very, beautiful arts, they're just vastly different from each other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's such a good point, Jasper, because, yeah, in theater, once you start, <clears throat> once it's like... Anything you, happens. You go, it's like, okay, no turning back now until <laughs> intermission. It's so true. It really, like you said, Swin, too, it, it puts you on your toes. You're there interacting with the audience, but internally you know all the points that you want to hit. And there might have been notes that you've been given by your director or from yourself that you really want to nail. And nobody else but you might know that you're nailing it. But it's such a thrill to be out on that stage with all those people, whatever amount of people, like you said, are watching you, knowing that, wow, that came to me. That, that's what's a great feeling for me is coming off the stage or after an audition going, oh, God, I nailed that moment that I wanted to nail. You know, for me, that it's just such a great sense of accomplishment. Oh, it's beautiful. And you take that with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You absolutely do. Well, we talk about, Swin, we talk about, you'll get it. When I say, people ask me because I'm so 
I've been doing this for so long and they'll say, well, Jasper, what keeps you motivated or what keeps you excited? And I always say, I love between action and cut, you know, and if you're not an actor, you, you can't really explain what, what happens during those moments between action and cut the rest of the stuff all around it. You know, that's something you have to deal with, but those moments when we're working, um, as actors in those, those moments, that's what we kind of live for, but it's kind of hard to, without sounding like some douchey actor, it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of hard to <laughs> put that, in, put that into words, you know, what, what that means. Really. You know, that's actually a really, uh, I've never heard that before, you know, between action and cut, but it is, that's where you get to do your magic and everything mm-hmm. else, like you said, that's just a part of it. The light, the, where you're standing, what you're doing, you know, that's something that you have to do. But between those two words, mm. magic happens. Yes. yes. And when I was just laughing, <clears throat> thinking to myself, and what becomes terrifying is when you don't hear the word cut and you're thinking, <laughs> why hasn't this shit stopped yeah. yet? Okay. So <laughs> you got to still keep acting. <laughs> I think we've all been, as an actor, I think we've all been in that boat where you, you're done with the scene and you're like, you're waiting, you're waiting, and you're like, well, I guess I'll do this or I guess I'll do that. <laughs> but that's a, vital, that's a vital lesson to learn. It really is. That is so funny. Or conversely, you're just going on and on and on, and it's like, hey, Ralph, we, we call cut. So <laughs> you can stop now. <laughs> Well, you know, like um, Clint Eastwood is a director. He doesn't really say action or cut. He just says like, okay, Jasper, whenever you're ready. And then also he doesn't, he doesn't call cut. And so uh, people who've worked with him have said you usually relies on the AD to sort of point to everyone like, and we're done. So that's, yeah, that's kind of an interesting place to be in. But let's talk, speaking of, let's talk about, the film you just shot in Puerto Rico, tell everyone about the film and what you play and who your co-stars are and all that good stuff. Yeah. So for now it's called killing field starring uh, Bruce Willis who plays my partner. I play cow and we are partners together. We're cops and we're trying to put an end to this uh, drug organization. And I've, sort of had it with everything that's going on with protocol this and protocol that. And I just go head first into a situation that I'm not really ready for. And then, mm. you know, shit hits the fan. So to right. say. And we had an incredible cast. I mean, we shot in a limited amount of time. Our director, James was fantastic. He really held it together and everybody else was great too. We had Chad, Michael Murray, Zach Ward, Christos Andrews was in it, so that it was uh, it was just a a great group of people to collaborate with, and it was actually one of the it, it was the first time I'd played a lead in a movie, so that was really exciting. Huge and congratulations! I also played, thank you, and I also played the good guy for once because usually I'm hmm. the bad guy. Right. Well, see, right. that's interesting because you know I'm I'm always the bad guy, but I I look so creepy. But you're great because you are so leading man, good looking, but yet you get to play these these bad roles, which is really 
unusual, which is great. But in this chance, how was it getting? How was it playing the good guy for a change? Well, I mean, he was he was flawed. The character yeah. itself was flawed. So I was able to pull from the different characters I've played in the past in order to bring him to life. Because a flawed character is more interesting to watch than the perfect mm-hmm. guy. So it was actually really fun and uh, creatively exciting to be able to play this guy. So when was there an audition process or was <clears throat> for this role? Well, so I've worked with the producers in the past. We did Hard Kill together. We did 10 Minutes Gone. We did Backtrace. So we've done a couple of movies together throughout the years. And this one came across their desk and they said, hey, Swan, I think you'd be perfect for this. And I was like, mm. I read it. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. Wow. Excellent. Well, Bruce has the one producing partner. Is that James, the director? He's been with this one guy for many, many years, right, that he works with. So the, his producing partner, I mean, as far as the, the guy that's always with him, his name is Stephen, I believe. Okay. And then uh, James is he's new on board. This is the first movie that I've done with him. Okay. So, I mean, uh, uh, Bruce does a lot of movies with Randall Emmett and George Furla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Randall, Randall's doing, because I'm from Georgia, Randall is shooting in Waycross, Georgia right now, a Robert De Niro film. Um, he's producing that. I'm not sure. I forgot who else is in it. But, so, so let me go back and ask river, is that, Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. Well, Wash Me in the River is actually Randall's second directorial movie. And uh, Robert De Niro's in that. Um, um, Jack Houston's in that. Meta mm-hmm. Williams. And I play a Corn Road tattooed piece in that one. <laughs> so so did you, did you shoot down in Georgia? Or is that... We shot, um, we shot most of it in Puerto Rico as well. And oh, okay. then we... Then we went to, to Georgia, to Waycross, to sort of get the, the external stuff to set up the movie so that people know where we are, because it does take place in, uh, in Georgia. And where did you guys stay? Were you in Waycross, or did you stay like Atlanta, or that's too far away, I guess? Atlanta's pretty far away from there. We yeah. actually had the, uh, the pleasure of staying at um, one of the people's houses there. They invited okay. us in, and... We actually stayed at somebody's house, which was really fun. Well, in, in a strange turn, I'm I'm producing a reality show about a designer from Waycross, and he he leaves. Uh, he's a big success in Atlanta, and he comes back home to Waycross, and he's taken over the train depot there, and he's turning it into a a wedding planning kind of event space. And so we've been shooting footage there of him. So when I heard that this production was there, um, it's been a big deal for the town and it's been a big boost to have the production come in. I hope they, I hope you had some good Southern food while you were there. Oh, I mean, my girlfriend's from uh, Tennessee. So I've, I burned around some, some good old Southern food and some good old Southern (laughs) people. And I couldn't love them any more than I can because being from Austria, I feel like I'm very similar to the Southern people because, well, mm-hmm. I think nice and open and um, 
the food is very similar. So I love the Southern culture, and we definitely had some great food, some great barbecue. Even mm. though I'm vegetarian, I uh, right. still partook <laughs> in it. Good. And um, you know, there's always a there's always that one stop that we have to go to, which is Cracker Barrel. Oh my God! Do you get the fried okra? Have you had yeah, that? Oh, absolutely, the fried okra is <laughs> the best. I love I oh. love Southern food. They take everything that you could possibly make healthy and add bacon to it, or they fry it. Uh huh. <laughs> Deep fry it. Even the vegetables are loaded like with you know pork and fat back and um, all that stuff. So every time I'm going home on like um, May first, I have to go ahead and get my my cholesterol medication. <laughs> You got to stock up and get ready before you get there. But I want to give a shout out to Meadow Williams. You mentioned, I didn't realize Meadow was from Tennessee. She's a Southern girl. Oh, yeah. She's as Southern as it gets. She's from um, Murfreesboro, which is about 20 minutes south of Nashville. And, oh, my uh, goodness. It's a beautiful place. Well, we would love to have Meadow on the uh on the show as well, especially now that I know she's a, and in fact, both of our accents will get much stronger as the more we talk to each other. That's what happens to me. If I talk oh, to someone back to home. her mom, it's game over. <laughs> she talks yeah. to me. She's got the Southern thing going. I love it. Cause I love the Southern accent and uh-huh. she doesn't really notice it, but I think it's one of the most beautiful accents there is. Can you can you understand? I can you understand what they're saying? I had friends when my mom first came to visit out here. They were like, Jasper, what is your mom saying? I can't understand her. <laughs> so I it's, feel like uh, it's, I, it's coming out a little bit right now. I feel like I hear see? a little bit of that southern twang. See how it's getting just a little bit more southern? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh my god! But it god. helped me for the role in uh, Washington the River because I'm supposed to play a Southern guy. So I'm, I didn't really have to work much on my accent because I hear it all the time. Mm. You can pick it right up. Well, it's interesting because exactly. you, you know, I always think that's why a lot of times English actors do well with Southern accents. There's a, there's a certain lilt and a, a similarity in the, in the accents, which I think make it a little more it's accessible. It's interesting that you say that because uh, Jack Houston, our lead in the movies, I mean, he's, from England, and he had no trouble picking up the southern accent. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I've 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 heard that before, and I think I've I, I think I really could see. Do you have a Do you have an ear for accents in general? Oh yeah, I can yeah. do most accents. I mean, I would say I can almost do them all. The one accent that I feel like I just I can't do is the Australian accent. It always seems to go great, no matter what I oh, do, yeah. no matter what I try. <laughs> I go British. That's a tough one. You're right. It also, I have a hard time under uh, distinguishing South Africa, um, Australian, and parts of of even the English accent, depending on what part of the country you're talking about. So, yeah, yeah, very mixed. Very mixed. Um, Everyone, if you're just joining us, which you should have joined us earlier, um, we are talking to actor-producer Swin Timmel. He's, of course, best known for Logan on the Bay, but we're talking about his new film, Killing Field, opposite Bruce Willis. Um, What else do we have coming down the pike? I know you've always got so much stuff happening. What else can we look for that's upcoming? Well, we have, uh, we got Axis Sally coming out. That's coming out very soon, which is with Al Pacino. And mm. I play his 
young assistant attorney in the trial. He plays a lawyer, and I play his young apprentice in it. And that's coming out very soon based on a true story about Axis Sally, who in Mm -hmm. uh, World War II actually went, before the war started, she went to Germany because she fell in love with somebody there. And then her voice was so popular on the radio that the Nazis actually took her passport, held her against her will, and said, you're doing propaganda against the Americans or else. Mm. It's a really interesting story. It's a true story, and I can't wait for people to see it. And it sounds like a story a lot of people need to know about that probably don't know about. You know, it's another one of those great stories. Until um, I joined the team, it's, you know, everybody knows Tokyo Rose, who did mm-hmm. the same thing for uh, Japan, but right. nobody's ever heard of Axis Sally, and it's really exciting. Meadow Williams plays Axis Sally, and I think she did an incredible job bringing her to life. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. I can't wait to, to see her in that. See both yeah, of you so in that it. That should be coming but, yeah. up very soon. Excellent. Well, you, you have, you said, oh my gosh, you've been so lucky you've worked with these iconic actors. Um, did, did you, did you know, I mean, you mentioned Bruce used to come in the restaurant. Did you guys continue to know each other growing up or did you later on get to work well, with him and say, Hey, my yeah, dad's the one that's how it works. It's like, I, I met him many times in the restaurant and said hello to him. His, um, I mean, he was born in West Germany at the time, so we spoke German to each other. It's a really cool thing. And then, you know, life happens, you disconnect. And right. then um, the first movie we did together was 10 Minutes Gone, and it was sort of nice to, to reconnect. Oh, wow. and it almost felt like meeting an old friend that you haven't seen mm. in a lot of years. That's amazing. And I'm sure he was so proud of what you had accomplished you know, on your own to get to that point too. So, I mean, it's, listen, you are really like kicking ass and taking names. And so, and I, I can't say enough about how humble you are and what a good guy you are. I mean, everybody loves you and Meadow, both of you together. I mean, it's people just sing your praises like crazy and to have this trajectory that you're on in your career. And I'm so glad to see how grounded you are and, you know, don't you, I mean, I think it all comes from, you know, family, childhood, having a great support system. Um, I don't think fame, I think fame either accelerates the bad parts of us. If you're already sort of an a-hole, you just become more, <laughs> more of one. And if yeah. you're a good guy, I think it just, you become, you stay pretty nice going forward. I mean, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to where I am today and all the things that we've done and I appreciate you having me on. It's, you know, mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful thing to be able to share this with so many people. And I do agree with you. It, I think it is a how you grow up because the way my parents raised me is you have to know where you come from. You have to know exactly what you have to achieve. And my dad was the biggest supporter of all and my mom as well. So I had a really good childhood growing up and my parents were always 100% committed to whatever I did. So I wouldn't be here today without them. And sugar. Wow. And sugar and ice cream. <laughs> uh, sugar and ice cream. Absolutely. And uh, when you're, I know you're leaving, but whenever you guys are back, 
and we're all in LA. We'll go down to Venice Beach and we'll oink out as much ice cream as you guys. Oh can God, possibly. that's great invitation. Oh my you. God, that would be so. That would Absolutely. be so great. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and not, I'm I, I'm supposedly lactose intolerant, but that wouldn't that wouldn't stop me at all. So. Uh, we got plenty of other ice creams that are uh, without milk that are great. So, oh and even my God. Still, yeah, you can have one. Oh, absolutely. Listen, I, you know, you got to, you only live once allegedly. So, well, everyone, <laughs> please, you can follow Swin. It's very simple. It's his name on Instagram at Swin Timmel and it's S W E N T E M E L. Listen, buddy, again, thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a real pleasure. Keep up the great work. Um, can't wait to see Killing Field and all and all the stuff you have coming coming up. And uh, hopefully we can meet in person one day soon. Thank you guys so much for having me on. You guys are incredible. And hopefully we'll be able to do this again and meet in person and have some ice cream. Okay, that sounds Swin, great. Thank you. Thanks, Hi, buddy. Meadow. Have a good one. What a great guy. Yeah. Oh, he is just really fun. God, our guests are great. Thank you, JR, once again for bringing us another stellar participant from the Bay. Yes, and everyone, I'm getting to watch Ralph getting his daily steps in. Ralph, how many steps are you doing today? I do 10,000 now. You know, I've gone up to 11,000, and that extra 1,000 annoyed me. So 10,000 works out fine. I'm over halfway through. Um, that you didn't hear me marching, did you? No, I see you marching with your yeah. Carrie Fisher Star Star Wars headphones on. That you bought me. So yes, and I've had them all these years. Well, I'm recording this session, so don't think it won't. Uh, images won't be posted. Oh shit! Just find the right angle. Hoo hoo! Ha ha! Well, what Planet Earth and that people don't understand that Ralph has a whole new look. So when he when Ralph reemerges on your TV screens for the 2021-2022 TV season, you will be seeing an entirely different I Ralph. know. Isn't that fun? You know, thank you so much for supporting me through all this because I thought the same way. It's like I know I'm going to get to come back, and when I do, it'll be like thank you you for letting me wait out this because we'll be at a place where it's like herd immunity at the, you know what we've talked mm-hmm. about you know, not so such a, a major thing and i'm ready to work i you know i've kept myself honed all during this pandemic you know everybody has done whatever they needed to do i'm ready to go and like you said you were so funny because you know rose is my captive audience so i'm yeah. constantly just like in front of her, just doing my thing. And, you know, she just gets such amusement out of it. So it is great. <clears throat> that is great. By the way, do you watch Mix This yes. the show? on? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you saw that recently. It's oh, a really funny goodness. show. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Our friend Carlise Burke, was, she plays Shireen. She's the grandmother on the show. She was oh. featured in this lab in what is today thursday she was featured in tuesday's episode bad mama jamma oh i didn't see that one how is carly's oh god she's fabulous she is absolutely thriving she looks so great on this episode she is all throughout the whole episode is about her character so it was she, and was she plays tika tika's mother right correct oh good for her well go on carly's 
I know, have some pan- this Come pandemic, on. I just haven't seen her at all. I don't, I don't know. She, I guess she just kind of worked and stayed to herself. So maybe As we can we all, all reconnect, have... reconnect in the new post-pandemic yes. year. Oh uh, yes, when we're all showing our vaccination cards, Garrick. On yes, bitch, I was vaccinated. That is like, okay, bitch, you were vaccinated six months ago. What you got now? Okay, <laughs> and, and 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 how are we supposed to know those are real? Because you know people will be having oh, fake vaccine, fake vaccination. It's going to be a whole know, new oh, thing. It's a whole, you know I already thought of that. That even I thought of that as soon as I got the card <laughs> when we got our our shot, our J and J, this little cardboard piece of paper. I was like, girl. This shit is going to be so broad and duplicated. And, you know, just like everything now, you know, all uh-huh. the scams are going to be coming. Buy your vaccination card and stuff. And, you know, and this Excelsior card that they were going to have in New York City. Yes, I've been vaccinated. Bitch, you were vaccinated two weeks ago. <laughs> and when you left the office, you congest- and when you left, you went and got a donut go. And you which accent are we doing? I'm not sure which. You just went into there a combination the of I don't know the whole thing. Whatever. I, just I, whatever. Saw, I think there was some Australian in there. I heard. A I hope that work at Swin. Listen to me. <laughs> like, oh no! Listen to me now. Yashar, Yashar did get your vaccine. Two weeks ago. I'm now, are you gonna are you gonna want to use this video on your reel as well? We are gonna have Michael Chancellor snippet the shit out of this shit, <laughs> and, and we are gonna come up with just like a whole story. See, we'll make a Zoom story like everybody did during the pandemic, or we will just make a Zoom of what we the fuck did today. We should oh, take this though. And completely put somebody else's dialogue in our mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just make a whole other show with us. Oh my God, that is hilarious! Jason Bernard is going to be so pleased with us that we have we did Zoom. Uh, Jasper created the room, girl. Uh, <clears throat> we didn't have no pro- we didn't have no problems with blog talk or Skype. God damn it. You know, we were able to get on that way. Um, Swin blanked out for a few seconds, but whatever, girl. Um, he came back. We'll fix, we'll fix that in post. In post, okay. So, you know, it is all good. Okay, I like this Zoom, Jasper. It was fun. Well, it's so great to see you, Ralph. It's um, Everybody, we will be back next week, same place, same time. Ralph, thank you so much as always. Everyone, get your damn vaccinations. Go ahead. Get, your, get that card. Get out there. Keep your and mask happy on. A- happy April Fool's Day, by the way. And happy Easter to those who celebrate. Yes, um, every- coming Easter. Yeah. Hide those eggs. Get that golden egg this Sunday <laughs> and praise <laughs> Jesus. So, everyone, we will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Can you hear me? Can you hear me?